Amen. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. life in atonement for sin and upon the life gate that amega praise the lord praise the lord let the earth hear his voice praise the lord praise the lord Let the people rejoice, oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he has done. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us who can be against us for what sickness what disease what financial situation what challenge what problems can be against your people lord we declare none because none will be able to stand before us all the days of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ for whosoever will speak to this mountain be thou removed be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believe that what he says will come to pass he will have what he says Father, I want to thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We proclaim according to the word of the Lord. The Bible says we shall decree a thing. It shall be established unto us. Thank you because this is our last month even in this place. In everything, all the factors, the favors, everything is aggregating together even to finalize even our moving into our new building, into our new property, into our new church building in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. We declare no more delay. We declare no more delay. We declare no more delay. Thank you for abundance of resources. Thank you for giving resources and putting them into the hands of your people, Lord, to give towards this. And for those who are still watching, maybe it will happen, maybe it will not. They've heard. And oh Lord, my God, because there's something, there's a promise. You say, when they build my house, you will build their generation. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that none will miss out on this, but everyone will be a partaker in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this deluge of blessings. Thank you for the increase in floodgates you showed me. And I declared it as you told me. I saw the sheep. I was moving and sometimes it would be hid by clouds and, and hid by storms and then it would, it would waver like this. Suddenly all the storms just disappeared. Suddenly all the clouds lifted and it was sailing smoothly. He said that cloud and that storms 
Oh, represented the first half of the year, and then, but now the last six months of this year, he said, you see so much selling, because the season changed over us. Father, thank you. The word was declared last week. Thank you for confirmation. Thank you so much, oh Lord, my God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me say this to you. Build your life on the prophetic word. When I said the prophetic word, I didn't just say that. Uh, the Bible says that, it says, for you are no longer strangers and what? And foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We must build on the foundation of the apostle, the apostolic foundation and the prophetic foundation and Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Accurate pattern for building the house of God. I've been on this journey for the past few weeks and I'm trusting God to conclude it today. Accurate pattern for building the house of God. I appeal to you by the message of God, build your house according to pattern. And uh, I want you to uh, give me your attention. Listen very, very appropriately. Listen very, very carefully. Don't be distracted. Because there's some things that I will say that will be needful for you in the days to come. In the weeks to come, in the months to come. Even as you build and as you walk with him. How many people left Egypt? About 2 million left Egypt. 600,000 men without women and children and mixed multitudes. 600,000 men left. How many entered into promise? Only two. Was it because God just wanted to waste the remaining in the wilderness? No. Was it his plan that they would not make it? No. Was it his plan that he just wanted to? No. But you know what happened was this. They forgot the word. They didn't listen to the word. They got to the middle of the way. They became distracted. The Bible says they were looking back at the cucumber of Egypt, the fish of Egypt, and everything like that. They became distracted, and they were swept off, and they did not make it. I pray for you that you will enter into promise. I pray for you that you will, at the end of the days of your life, you have cause to be, thank you, Lord. You have been very, very faithful. Build your, whatever you are doing now what you are investing your time in, what you are spending so much time in, re-examine it. Does he have eternal destiny? Does he have eternal destiny? If the thing does not have eternal destiny, reappraise, re-examine, rebuild. Hello, rebuild the work I'm doing. The, the place, oh, I go to work, nine to five. I go to this, I do that. Are you investing in to fulfill God's eternal destiny? Are you going there to, you know, somebody said, well, how do I do that? Do you, do you get there and start to pray and say, Lord, I'm not just here to earn my, 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 my what? My salary or whatever it is that you earn there. But you have sent me here as an ambassador 
of the kingdom. And you are praying there. Is there anybody who needs help here? Is there anybody who needs healing here? Is there anybody that you know here? Is there anybody that you want me to touch here? And you are praying. And if you are truly praying, God will send somebody to you. God will, God will order the steps of someone who will come and tell you and say, hey, I've been going through this. I've been going through that. Can you pray for me? Can you do this for me? Or oh, I've watched your life. I've seen that you are different. Do you get that? They swear you also swear too. Hello. Do you do the things that they do? Or you stand out anywhere I go. Sometimes in secular meetings, deliberately I would introduce myself and say, this is Pastor Shea. Not because of a title, but what? To testify. Not just because, no, I don't, that, those things that doesn't bother me. But to let them know, know that wherever I am, there's a minister of the gospel here. There's someone who is rep re representing God. I don't call it represent, to represent God. Why? Because I don't believe church is building. Thank God for the building that God has given us. And we need it. We need a roof over our head. Have you realized that you can't be living on the streets? You need a roof over your head. That's just the purpose. But you are the church. You are the church. You are the church that God is building. You are the one that God is reconstructing. Can I show you? Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse number 19. <laughs> I love that scripture. One of my very favorites. Ephesians 2 from verse number 19. What does it say? For you are no longer what? Strangers. And no longer what? Foreigners. But fellow citizens what? With the saints. And members of the household of? Having been built on what? The foundation of what? The apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself, hallelujah, being the chief cornerstone, 21, in whom the whole world building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, verse 22, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. God wants to dwell in his building. And you are the building. Can you give it to me in TPT? TPT, the Passion Translation. I love it there. Just from verse number 21. If you're there, can you read for me, somebody? Can somebody read verse 19? Praise God. Can we remove the sunglasses again? That's good. Yes. So you are not foreigners, I said from verse 21. This entire building. This entire building. Is under construction. Is under what? Construction, yes. And is continually growing. Is continually growing. Under his supervision. Under whose supervision? God's Christ. Office. Christ, under his supervision, yes. Until it rises. Until it rises. Up. Up. Completed. Completed. As the holy temple. As the holy temple. Of the Lord of himself. Of the Lord itself. Yes. This means. This means. That God. That God. Is transforming. Is transforming. Each one of you. Each one. Not just one person. Not just a few. Each one of you. God wants to transform each one of us. Yes. 
into the holy of holies into the holies of holies his dwelling place his dwelling place through the power yes of the holy spirit yes living in you living in you so when you live here after the service and you are going home church is going home hello when you're going to work on monday church is going to work on monday if you're going to work let me be saint vincent church is going to saint vincent now so when you clock, well, is it clocking or, eh? When you clock in, you can see that I've never clocked in. When you clock in, church has clocked in to the place. Amen? When you go to your, uh, your um, wherever it is you're walking, church has entered the place. And remember, this building is under construction. And you are the dwelling place of God in the spirit. Can you imagine, can you see the reason where there's so much paucity and there's so much lack of God's presence everywhere? Because as we've been going everywhere, church has not been appearing there. Because in us is the dwelling, we are his dwelling place. And he wants to live in us. That the moment you enter that office, church has entered the place. The moment you enter there, God's ambassador has entered there. The moment you step into that particular car, God's ambassador has stepped in. Carrying the presence of God. Carrying the power of God. Carrying the grace of God. And as long as you're doing that, do you know it's just, he's not dwelling in you to what to to just be on a ride to effect a change first and foremost in your circumstance in circumstances around you seven pillars i said pillar number one let's remind ourselves pillar number one i can't hear you no pillar number one we are God's dwelling place. We are God's dwelling place. God wants to dwell in his people, not visit. And definitely not just what? Not manifest. And definitely not just to visit. We enjoy manifest presence. That means that when we gather together, oh, come and see how God moved in this service. And that's good. But that's not the best. Don't settle for that. Settle for the best. The best is that God becomes, you become his dwelling place. That means he's living and abiding there. Pillar number two. What is pillar number two? I can hear you speak clearly. Your voice is your address in the spirit. You can't be mumbling. Your voice is your address in the spirit. It must be clear, loud and clear. What is it? God builds from the inside out. Meaning that what you experience on the outside is determined by what God is doing what? On the inside. If what God is doing on the inside is not commensurate with what God, what is happening on the outside, eventually the enemy will steal it from you. Pillar number three. Revelation of Christ. And I told you, was Christ his surname? Was he saying, Mr. Christ, Mr. Jesus Christ, you're welcome here. Was Christ his surname? No. Christ means the anointed one. Means the Messiah. It was Jesus the man that gave Christ the God the opportunity to manifest himself. So Jesus the man did what? Step aside so that Christ can what? Feel. In the same way, will you step aside and allow Christ to feel you? Because he must increase and you must decrease. Hello. 
One of the things that God delivered me from, he delivered me from tradition a long time ago. Hello? Tradition. I'm not traditional at all in my outlook. I'm kingdom. I'm kingdom. I see things from perspective of kingdom. I think in scriptures. I don't think based on, hey, you know, this is what uh, uh, mama said. Or this is what, uh, uh, this is the way they think in our town. No, 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 no. But pastor, where do you come from? I can tell you. Where do you come from? Where do you come from? Where's, where's Where's your nation? Where do you come from? Croatia. Where do you come from? Australia. Where do you come from? Nigeria. Where do you come from? Ghana. Oh, yes. Where do you come from? Congo. Where do you come from? What? Togo. Togo. Where do you come from? Philippines. We know we've had Togo. We've had Nigeria. We've had... Where do you come from? Kenya. Thank God for Kenya. Thank God for Croatia. Thank God for Australia. Thank God for, definitely thank God for Nigeria. Thank God for all those nations. But I'm a citizen of heaven. (laughs) I'm a citizen of heaven. Because all those nations have their weaknesses and their strength. They have their issues and their challenges. I come from a place where there's no weakness. Amen. But we're talking about where you were born. Yes, I know about that. Yes, I can tell you where I was born. I can tell you where I grew up from. But I'm telling you, my first consciousness is is not in those places. It's heaven. Revelation of Christ. Pillar number four. Pillar number five. I'm enjoying the way you're responding. I can't hear you. True revelation does not come from your, from your dream. Hello, thank God. But can God speak to somebody through a dream? Definitely. Dreams and visions are languages of the Holy Spirit. But do you know dreams can also come from multitude of business? So if you are having a revelation through a dream, who is still giving it? It's the Father giving it. Amen. Is a father, you know, this morning I had a revelation. Is uh, I, I was I woke up at about three thirty, and I, I was, you know, I was finding it difficult to go back to bed, and I started reading the scriptures. I was looking at the word of God. I was looking at the word of God. I was praying. I was praying, and then eventually I put it down, and I went and I had this dream, and I saw a young boy. I was I found myself in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, and we're going to check in into this hotel, and this family were just before us, and the family, you know, family, they, they and allowed them to, uh, and they were, they, they, they were checking in at the counter, and they checked, eventually after they finished checking in at the hotel, I was going to check in, and then the scenery changed. Suddenly, this boy, about nine to ten, just ran to me and embraced me, and was like, this is a total stranger we've never seen before. But the way he embraced me, I just remembered. I've had the experience again and again and again. There's a grace upon my life concerning little children. They love me and I love them. I care for them. I want to nurture them. 
You know, I, I was visiting a particular place in a, in, in, in a church in the house in Melton. I never, was my first time there. The neighbors just moved in there. As I was coming in, I saw a little boy, about three years old, thereabout. The father was outside walking on the lawn. And I saw, and I greeted the father, hello. And I said, oh, hello, how are you? And the boy ran to me, and the father said, eh? Ran to me and embraced me. And I'm, oh, and we greeted us. Oh, how are you doing? And I said, okay, bye-bye. That was exactly what happened in that dream. He ran to me and he embraced me. And I embraced, and I was suddenly, I just started feeling that there's a problem here. There's a problem here. It was as if the stomach had been padded. You know, heavy bandage. And the father said, and I said, hmm, there's something there. And the father said, yes. We actually came to Atlanta to see the consultant because we've been battling with this problem for a while. And I said, what, what happened? Then the scenery changed again. And I saw that in that particular dream, that boy was attacked. There's a particular spirit. He was playing somewhere, and that spirit attacked, and it started eating him up on the inside. And they've been trying to do surgery, do this surgery, do that surgery to correct it. And suddenly the power of God came upon me. I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed and be free in Jesus' name. And the boy was healed and the boy was healed. And I woke up. I said, Lord, what exactly is this? I said, I pray. I said, I will increase the manifestation of miracles and healings, even in the ministry in the days to come. I said, wow. Praise God. That happened this morning. Can God speak through dreams? Absolutely. Amen. But you must be discerning. Discerning. Because revelation can only come from what? The Father. So I'm expecting more of the miracle working power of God. Because I'm serving a living God. I'm serving a living God. <laughs> I'm serving a living God. I'm serving a living God. I'm serving a living. Or should I change you to this? This kind God. Oh. You know, for long, you've not sung that song. This kind God. Oh. I never see your type. Oh. This. You're going to see the power of God. You're going to see the miracles of God in this place beyond and above. You're going to see God move that will surprise you. Pillar number five. We've mentioned that true revelation can only come from the Father. Pillar number six. Pillar number six. The church of God can only be built on the revelation of the Lordship of Christ. The church of God or the believer's life can only be built on the revelation of the Lordship of Christ. Who is Lord in your life? There are many gods and there are many lords. Who is Lord in your life? Who is the one who is in charge? Who is the one that can tell you, don't do that? He is the Lord. If you are building your life on the word from his mouth, you will never lack his presence, his power, 
and you never lack the experience of his glory. Why is this important? Because of two things. Number one, as you are building your life on the lordship and the supremacy of Christ, it will increase your capacity for sacrifice. What is that? Because God can now say, like our sister, God can now say, give this $12,000 that has come to you. And because you have made him the Lord in your life, you obey and then go and do and how many of us know that you can use the money to do some things? You can decide to change your car. You can decide to say, okay, yes, and build a house, buy another house, and whatever it is, and say, you have some money. But if you are obeying him, and he said, this is the way I want you to spend it, you obey. And do you know that he does not forget? When God now gave her a house, you know, and he said, remember the $12,000. Who is Lord in your life? The revelation of the Lordship of it will increase your capacity for sacrifice because sacrifice attracts presence and power. You know the reason why we are not seeing a lot of the demonstration of power of God? Because many times we live in indulgence, not sacrifice. We indulge ourselves. We indulge ourselves. No sacrifice. We don't deliberately deny yourself to advance his glory. You don't say, no. How many times do you say, Lord, I want to just wait on you today? Many years ago, I declared period of praying and fasting in this church. And somebody said, what? I said, yes. He said, praying and fasting, pastor. In my 40 years, we've never had any praying and fasting. 40 years of being in church. I said, which church? 40 years, no, no single day of praying and fasting because we love our chips, we love our fish, we love our what? Hmm? What was that? Uh, we love our goat meat, we love the goat meat, we love everything. They came out this week in Germany, they said they've been, no, in Spain. They said they've been eating too much meat. They said they need to cut it down so that they can live longer. People revolted. They said, no, you're not going to take away our meat. <laughs> it's in the news. It's there. I just saw it flash in BBC. They said, you're not going to take away our meat. You know, and they analyze how much meat a single individual eats in Spain because they love the meat. We live in indulgence, folks. And indulgence will not attract presence and power. It will not attract the Holy Spirit. We live in convenience. Can I tell you this? God is not a God of convenience. He's a God of covenant. He's a God of covenant. And covenant will involve you willing to deny yourself. Sometimes in your work with him. If you're not willing, if you're looking for convenience, that, oh, you will do this, you will serve him when it is convenient. You follow him when it is convenient. Oh, yes, oh, why did, oh, it's not convenient. You follow him when it is convenient. You are someone that's not going to experience much of his power. If you want to experience more of his power, if you want the Holy, if you want your life to become an attraction for presence and the Holy Spirit, start to live a life of sacrifice. Deliberately deny yourself 
Are there things that you just deny yourself? Don't be, don't just spend everything. Don't eat everything. Don't just what? <laughs> Deliberately just deny yourself. Number two, it will increase our capacity to impact our community. Because the greater the presence of the Holy Spirit, the greater the impact you make. It will increase our capacity to what? To make an impact in our look at our community. How many people are embracing Christ? How many have embraced Christ? How many? That's why I've been telling you that it does not end here. If you're willing to make what? Leave and make him the Lord of your life. Meaning that not just, not just, you know, not just being born again. Make him your savior. Savior is just the beginning. But making him Lord. That means when I want to do something, Lord, what do you want? What do you think about this? Should I do this? Lord is the Lord. Not you are not the Lord. Make him the Lord. It will attract presence. It will attract the power of God. Because the more of the Holy Spirit that you carry, the more presence and power you will experience. So that we stop this convenience, this everything convenience, everything convenience. Stop it! You're not going to get the best from him if that is the way you've been living. Finally, pillar number seven. Operating the keys of the kingdom. Operating the keys of the kingdom. Let's go back to Matthew 16. And we'll read verses 18 and 19. Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. Operating the keys of the kingdom. And and here I will bring this teaching to an end. You know, as I stepped down from the pulpit last Sunday... A text just came into my, uh, my phone, and I looked at it, and I couldn't recognize where it came from. I saw plus one, three, two, three, and, and, and the person would say, thank you, Pastor, for that powerful teaching on, on the revelation. Thank you for it. And I didn't know where, where is plus one, three, two, three. And I didn't know, and I had to go and Google it. Because the person, I said, where is this? And I saw California there. And I was like, hmm. So even someone or people were watching this broadcast from California last Sunday and following the words that have been declared. Do you know that people were watching in not just in America, in Canada, in Africa right now, watching this broadcast? And for some of those people, in Nigeria, for example, what is the time right now in Nigeria? It's past 3 a.m. Waking up to watch it. Why would God not reward that? Because that is sacrifice. That person is sacrificing. And then now, if somebody is waking up at 3 a.m. to watch, 
Are there people in Melbourne that say, okay, later I will watch it? Or, well, ah, no, maybe I will catch Pastor, you know, later. Verse 18. And I also said to you that you are what? I told you, we looked at Peter last week. You are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Jesus is not building his church on any human being. Hello. Because I know there are some places that they believe that because Peter was the first, uh, and because of that, Christ actually said that he will build the church on Peter. No! But what was Jesus? What did Jesus say he will build his church on? On the revelation of the lordship of Christ. And on this rock I'll build my, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Look, it is only the church that is being built on the lordship of Christ that the gates of hell will not prevail against. It's only the church that is being built. It's only the life that is being built on the revelation of Christ that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Verse number 19. Say, and I will give you what? The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. I will give you the word. Two things. Jesus did not say, I will give you the key. Keys meaning more than one. And then he did not say, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Not keys to the kingdom, but keys of the kingdom. Meaning that you must be in the kingdom to exercise this word, to be able to use the keys. Because it is not keys to the kingdom. Somebody said then, how do we get into the kingdom? Make him not just your savior, your lord. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Not one. What are the keys? Hello? Remember, not key. I'll give you the key. Keys denote what? What? More than one, thank you. But the word key denotes what? Denotes authority. He said, whatsoever you bind on earth, keys can what? Grant access, and keys can also prevent access. Grant access, and then prevent what? And lock the door against what you don't want to come in. Hello? Yes. What you don't want to come in, which means that it's not everybody that presses the bell. To open the door. Is it everyone that calls your phone that you say, okay, well, hello, we are from uh, uh, we are from U364, we want to sell a lottery to you. You say, okay, which number do you think will make it? Is that what you'd say to them? If you've been saying that to them, you need to change. If they say they want to send this to you, okay, we want to sell this to you, or where is it? You say, no, no, I'm busy. I don't know, I don't really have, or, <laughs> is there anybody that comes to knock on your door that you open the door for? They say, we say we are from the government. We, we go about, we, we, we're changing the bulbs. Do you want us to change all the bulbs in your house? Huh? 
Do you know? I said, okay, you want to change the bulbs? Come, 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 come. I will take you all around the whole place. You know, come and change this one. Come and change that one. Come and change this one. Come and change that one. It's not every time. Do you need to change them for maybe yes? But is it every time that they show up that you say, come, 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 come? Keys of the kingdom. What are these keys? The authority of God in your life. But what exactly are the keys? I want to have your full attention. Because you need these keys in your life. You need the keys in your life. Because I sat down with him and I said, Lord, I'm not going to assume what exactly are the keys. Show me these keys. What is this keys? I didn't know what he said to me. He took me to Matthew chapter 4 from verse number, maybe we should start already from verse number 1. Matthew chapter 4 from verse number 1. Then Jesus was led up by the word, spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Verse 3, and when the tempter came, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones be what? Become bread. Verse number 4, he now says what? But Jesus answered, said, it is what? Written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What exactly are the keys? One, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he said to me, you know, uh, there's, the word is in three dimensions. You have the written word. Which is where a lot of people are. The written word. What is the written word? The one in your Bible. The one you see there. Then, you know, and what is, he said, it is written. It started from what was written. When he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Was he quoting scriptures? What scripture? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. It was quoting, said, it is written. That is why you must know what has been written. Because if you don't know, how will the Holy Spirit quicken it to you when you need the word? It is written. You have the written word, which is called logos. That's the first dimension. Then you have the second dimension of the word of God, which is called what? Rema. What is the rem what is the Rema word? The Rema word is the spoken word. The written word, logos. The Rema word, what? Spoken word. Hello. That is why it's not just enough to hear a word that's blessed you. You need to start to declare it and speak it for. And proclaim it. But now that is that will now lead you to the keys. Amen. Keys. What are the keys? The key, number one, the Logos word. Number two, the Rema word. And then number three, the Daba word. The Daba word. What is the Daba word? The, 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 
the, the word is the sent word. The logos is the written word. The rema is the spoken word. The daba is the sent word. The logos is where you start from. It's available in scriptures. But as you fellowship with that, it will lead you to what? The spoken word. But for it to become a key, it must now be sent to accomplish the particular purpose that God wants done in your life at that point in time. So the Daba word is a sent word to accomplish God's particular purpose in your life at that point in time. You can call it the appointed word. It's called the word appointed to accomplish God's divine purpose in a particular time. And I can give examples and examples and examples. I remember after we just got married. After we got married, we were trusting God. You know, we decided we're not going to have a child immediately. We said we're not going to have a child immediately. And we decided, myself and my wife, we said we're not going to. And we left it that, at that. Then, after a while, we now felt we wanted to have a child. And we started trying. And it was, there was nothing was forthcoming. We tried, there was nothing forthcoming. And I took time off from work. I took time off three days. And I stood before God. Lord, what exactly? Show me what exactly is happening. Show me. Guide me. And he said to me, he said, break the power of the devil regarding your wife. And I remember she had gone to work. She came back. And I just followed the instructions. And we broke the power of the enemy. And that same month, she conceived. And the child is living in Canada now. And he has given us what? Another bouncing baby boy. What happened there? The devoured came that we needed to what? To turn around that situation. That is why, uh, and, you know, supposing I wasn't seeking the devoured. Because we went to the hospital, they said nothing. We checked it, they said nothing. And uh, But the devoured came. The devoured came. And that what was blocking, what was a hindrance, what was, bam, it broke open. I remember after we had, you know, after we had a baby again, suddenly we're having the issue of finances. And I said, Lord, you know, this is not your will that we're struggling financially. And again, I took time off from work. And I went before him, again seeking what? The devoured that I can send to that particular situation. And he said to me, and I was, I said, look, you know, let me tell you something. God is a faithful God. Sometimes it may happen immediately. Sometimes it may take some time. But don't ever, ever, ever give up. Don't look at your, don't let the enemy tell you that your own is finished. Don't let the enemy tell you that nothing can be done. It is a lie from the pit of hell. All you need is to lay hand on the key. Keys to the kingdom that will be able to open the door so that the moment you open the door, you can step in into what God wants you to step into. And I, was, I said to him, I said, Lord, you said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then you said again, the, the cattle of the thousand, he belongs to you. And I said, this, the, these scriptures are my experience. I experienced, they don't match. I said, Lord, you need to step in. And he said to me, he said, I will multiply your income. I said, what? 
He said, I will multiply your income. I was working at the teaching hospital, Ogun State University Teaching Hospital. Then, as a senior physiotherapist, it was during the year. So, and that was the only work I had. So, how can you multiply income? When you, are, you work with the government and they pay salary every month, so what will it happen? I said, but he said, I will multiply it. Ah, multiply your income. But I received the above word. I had not seen anything. I started dancing and rejoicing alone at home. Oh, I didn't sing your song. This kind God, but I sang other songs. <laughs> I started thanking God. Lord, thank you for multiplying my income. Oh, my dear ones, your salary is not your income. Hello, your salary is not your income. You know, and I'm not saying, I'm not against budgeting and calculating this is our income, this is whatever it is. I'm not against that. But your salary is not your income. Your salary is not your source. God is your source. Can God supply beyond your salary? Yes. But do you know how do you key into it? Through your giving and your tithes. Because you remove yourself from Babylon and you plug into divine provision. Zion. He plug. Most of us are operating in the way the world is operating. They depend on what they earn. You are also depending on what you earn. Where is God in the midst of it? He said to me, he will multiply my income. And I said, I didn't know how we'll do it, but I received it. I was dancing before him. And then by 5 p.m., my wife returned from work. And he said, do you know who came home with me? I said, who? And he mentioned, he said, your friend, Sunday is here. I said, what? How did he get to this place? He was my best man. He was a surgeon in the UK. He came looking for us. He went to the hospital. They said the man didn't, didn't come today. And somebody said, they said, where does he? We don't know where. Somebody said, oh, I know where. I can take you to his wife. And they took him to my wife. And she brought him home. And my, I said, what? Sunday? You know, it, it was a Cancer surgeon in the UK was, was my best man when we got married. But he now he moved to the UK after the wedding. And he said, after our wedding, I determined that I was going to give some money to you. And he came, he said, today I brought it. And at that time, it was about 10,000 naira. It was a lot of money. And, that, and he brought it to me. He said, I brought this money to you. He spoke at 1 p.m. By 5 p.m., I saw the manifestation of the Daba Award. I said, what? He said, I didn't tell you, but I was determined that I would bring this to you. Amen. And I started rejoicing. I started rejoicing. And he said to me, he said, now, I've multiplied your income. Start to pay your tithes in the light of the new income I've given to you. I say, what? We all want increase in income, but nobody wants to pay anything to anything. And I, I said, okay. And I obeyed him. Do you know what? I started getting calls. Can you come and see this patient? Can you come and see that patient? It was after that I became the physiotherapist to one of the famous politicians in Nigeria. I started treating Chief HID Awolo. That was the husband of Chief. Yes. I mean, the wife of uh, Chief Obafemi Aolo. 
Chief Mrs. H. That's a number one. That's uh, a topmost politician. Started treating. I started, you know, open the door, open the door, open. I was getting costed, getting costed, getting costed. I said, wow, without promotion, you multiplied you indeed. What happened? The Daba world opened the door against resources that were locked. And suddenly there was what? Increased the floodgates. Learn to walk with God. Learn to locate. Don't just, you know, there's the written word. There's the Logos word, the word written. There's the Rema word, the word spoken. There's the Daba word, the word sent. It's called the appointed word to accomplish God's divine purpose in your life. What we lack is the Daba word. And it says, that's why it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. The Daba will open. There's no door on earth that the Daba word cannot open. There's none. All you need to do is locate it. And sometimes they, they may be, you may be involved in a battle. Because Satan is stubborn. He's a stubborn talking. He doesn't give up easily. He misengage you. And it was like, oh yes, I've done it. Oh, but I've done it. I've spoken. I've declared. I'm not saying I've, I've been done all. What? <laughs> Stand. Stand therefore. Stand therefore, and very, very soon you will see that God manifesting. You will see the manifestation of the things that you indeed have been trusting Him for. Seven pillars of building the house of God. Go through this one by one. Go back and listen. I was listening to these messages myself, even this morning. The last week I was listening to it, just fellowshipping with myself in the uh, on YouTube, you know, listening. I said, yes, yes, yes. What did he say there? Well, I didn't hear what. I'll rewind. That what did he say there? Listening again myself to what what I said. Now that I listened to what I said, you know, fellowshipping. Get go back there. That's why we have all these things on YouTube, so that they can become your experience. God is increasing the water in the house. And I pray that you will also be a partaker in what God is doing. Rise upon your feet. Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for this world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the adoration. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much, O oh Lord, for the word you've given to us. Thank you. Thank you that none of us will be forgetful hearers, but all of us will be doers of the work. Lord, I pray that you help us to start to apply these principles, Lord, in our lives. That the pillars are not just meant for decoration. They are meant to bring stability and strength to the believer's life. Help us, Lord, as we apply them, work with them in our lives. Stability, strength, revelation, inspiration will be ours. Father, all we pray, we don't want to remain the way we are. Father, thank you so much, oh Lord my God. You said the journey is still far. You see, ah, we say, no, but Lord, thank you as we walk with you. Thank you as you take us line 
after line, line upon line, precepts upon precepts, that this word is established in the hearts of your people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. Again, I want to thank you for these testimonies. Lord, you went beyond and above. It was a deluge of blessings. Thank you because of the, 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 the heavens that are open over us. Thank you so much, O oh Lord my God, because the floodgates are increasing. For thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the things you will do again this week. Because we will return again on Sunday, sharing testimonies of what God indeed has done. Thank you for our new building. Thank you for our new property. Thank you, oh Lord my God, you gave us the place, Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you. What shall we say, oh Lord? Indeed, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your, your, your two hands to heaven. I want to pray for you right now. That the Lord will cause his face to shine upon you. In the name of Jesus. And the Lord will grant you peace. Wherever there may still remain any clouds in your life. I speak peace. I say peace be still. I say peace be still. That in this last half of this year, they will be your very best in Jesus' name. Long-term issues and problems will fade away in the name of Jesus. For the Egyptians you have seen, you've been seen, and maybe you are still seen up to now, you will see them no more in Jesus' name. Father, thank you, O Lord, for here in the Spirit. Oh, is that... To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? He that is true, he that is holy, he that opens a door that no man is able to close, and he that shuts a door that no man is able to open. And Father, I stand in that prophetic word, and I declare it over your people, that in the name of Jesus, I shut the door against the works of the enemy in their lives in Jesus' name, in their families in Jesus' name, for this the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the enemy. I say in Jesus' name, the works of Satan, the works of the enemy, they are destroyed in your lives, in your family, in your generation, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, I want to thank you that their life will start to line up with the things which was written concerning them before the foundation of the world. Thank you for reminding us once again that it is not over until it is over. Father, I want to thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the days to come. Thank you for the weeks to come. Thank you for the months to come. Thank you for the year to come. The Father, at this end of this year, oh Lord, I see a lot of rejoicing. I see a lot of dancing. I see a lot of praising. I see a lot of joy in the house. In the name of Jesus, I declare at the beginning of this year, we will not have a watch night in this place. Lord, you honor that word. I just return to give you the glory. I've returned to give you the praise. We declare, oh Lord, that this last half will be different from the first year. You have honored the word again in the lives of your people. We've returned to give you the praise. We'll return to give you the glory. And Lord, in every life, Lord, they will experience you in the name of Jesus. Thank you. 
you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. Thank you. In Jesus' name.